So after the Chai Adam tells us that every person should do something for Shabbos, and even if you're a guest at someone's house, even if you have people that work for you, you should make sure to do something with Kavach Shabbos. In the next halacha, he mentions that women have a minag of baking challah for Shabbos. So that would seem to just be a continuation that we're doing something with Kavach Shabbos. So that's definitely part of it. And the Mishnah explains that even you know, the Lisha, the Afia, any activity that a person does with Kavach Shabbos is all part of preparing for Shabbos, and that is all wonderful and beautiful. However, there are other reasons brought down in the Ahrenim, why there's a minog to, for women to bake challah for Shabbos. So now the truth is, if you, if you want to go back to the Gemara, the Gemara in Bava Kama, that Pebezim and Aleph, goes through many of the takanis that Ezra was masakin. The most famous one we know from Mesechus Brachas is that about Kerry needs to go to the mikvah prior to davening, prior to learning. If you look at the Gemara there, it sounds like one of the Takanas was, the Gemara says, that a woman should wake up early and bake. So Rashi learns it means wake up early and bake bread so that you'll have more bread to give out to the poor people. Anytime you're baking, the earlier you do it, the better. So when poor people come, you'll have bread for them. However, the Shita Mikabetz brings down from some of the Risharnam that it's Bidafka talking about baking bread for Shabbos, baking, baking lechem challah for Shabbos. That's probably why the Shabbos bread is called challah, because women used to bake challah for Shabbos and do our freshest challah. So that is, might be the earliest source for this concept of women baking challah for Shabbos. So what would be the other reason besides for, obviously it's covered Shabbos, so another reason brought down, the Mishra brings down, this is found in many of the uh, Svarim, that, that uh, Chava was Ibada as Adam Marishan. She, she was part of the fall of Adam Marishan. She, you know, she caused him to do the Avera. And Shehaya Chalasa Shalavim. Adam Marishan was called the Chalasa of the world. And Chava was part of the sin. And therefore, as a Tikkun, women will bake Chava uh, for Shabbos. Another reason brought down in the Gemara is that, another reason brought down is that a person who is Makbed on Chawa, when the Mishnah discusses the three things that our women should be more careful about, Halakas Ner, Chawa, and Nido, so Rashi says, because, brings down this reason as well, that Chawa uh, was part of the Chet, the chet of Adam Rishon, and Adam was the Chawa Sashil Eilam. There's also a, a tremendous chos that comes to the house when, uh, when uh, you do Chawa properly. If you look in the Pasuk in Yecheskel, Perak Mem Dalad, Pasuk Lamed, it says, Reishas Arisa Zechem Titnu Lakain, Lohaniach Bracha El Beisecha. And the Gemara over there, Lamed Beisam and Beis, and Shabbos, we just had in the Daf, says, Your business will, uh, will, will grow, will be uh, blessed. So it's a good thing for anyways to be mafresh challah properly so that's also part of the minog of women baking challah for shabbos there's another element which is not uh well known the truth is i'm on a uh, a chat with many rabbanim that are involved in kashras so i was asking them you know in preparation for the shir how many of the hashkachas are makbit specifically that their caterers have to serve pas yisrael by their Shabbos Sudas. And many of them ask, what's the Makar of that? Where, where does that come from? So the truth is, it's, it's the favorite in the Mishaburah, right? Magan Avram. So where's this concept? So another reason the, the Mishaburah says that we have a minog for women to bake challah for Shabbos is that you want to have Pas Yisrael on Shabbos. And if you're married to a Jewish lady, so if she bakes your challah for Shabbos, that will be Pas Yisrael. So where does this come from? You know, Pas Yisrael, what does that have to do with Shabbos? It's like saying, I only keep Chol of Yisrael on Shabbos. What, what, does, what does that mean? Where does that come from? So, 
Very interesting. There's a Magan Avram. The Magan Avram quotes from the Torah, who really quotes the Yushami. And this, this is famous, really, when it comes to the Aseris Tshuva. So by Aseris Tshuva, the Torah in Simon Tafresh Gimel says, he quotes the Yushami in Masech Shabbos, that a person should eat chulin b'tahara. If you, learn, if you go through Shas, you'll see there was a concept of people eating, treating chulin, which is not kachim, or not truma, and they would treat it as if it was truma, as if it was kachim, and they would go to the mikvah prior to eating it. They would have separate dishes for this. So there was a concept of eating chulin b'tahara. So the Yerushalmi says that for seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, a person should eat chulin b'tahara. Okay, now what does that have to do with anything? So the tour seemingly goes on his own in Hilcha's Aseris Mechuva, and he says that we don't have Chulun B'tahara today, we don't do that, but we should be eating at least Pas Yisrael B'tahara, and if you look how the Shulchan Aruch understands it, and you look at the Shach, and the Mishabura, it means that a person should be more makbid on Pas Yisrael when it comes to the Aseris Mechuva than they are during the year, and that's basically the Minog in, uh, in most places, even if they're Mekel. There's a, there's a whole discussion in Simon Kufiyad Bays in Yeridea regarding pas palter, if one could be makel and eat commercial, commercially produced bread, even if it's not pas yisrael, even if it wasn't you know, baked by a Jew or that a yid turned on the fire. So, Minag Ashkenaz is to be makel. If you look at the Torah's uh, Chattas, when he brings down the halachas of pas yisrael, he says, we're makel, we're makel on pas palter. If you want to be machmer, very nice. But he says, we are makel on pas palter. So, even though we're makel, there are times to be more machmer, one of them would be during Aseris Mechuba. Now, that is not a Yushami. The Yushami just said Chulun B'tahara. So the Torah adds, Pas Yisrael makes sense to be, to be kept during the Aseris Mechuba. However, what, what's, what's bothersome is that when the Gemara counts the amount of days, it says seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So the question is, you're only being makbid for Pasuk Sorrel for seven days. Isn't it there nine days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? And once you start counting the first day of Rosh Hashanah, now you cannot eat on Yom Kippur. So that's not part of the Chumrah of not eating Pasuk Sorrel, of not eating Pasuk Palter. So you have nine days, right, from Aleph Tishrei until Test Tishrei. Isn't that nine days? Why is it telling me there's only seven days? So he, his answer is like this. It comes to the Magan Avram, and he says that between that, of course, you always kept... Pas Yisrael on Rosh Hashanah. That's not even a question. He actually brings the Gemara that has showed that they would specifically heat up their ovens with Kavad Yartif. They would make bread for Yantif, challah for Yantif. So we definitely kept Pas Yisrael on Rosh Hashanah. So that leaves me with seven days. Two days of Rosh Hashanah, seven days. However, that's one way of understanding it. However, why would Yantif be different than Shabbos? So the Magad Ram says like this. He says that really, if you look at the Yerushalmi, he was talking about Rabchiyah. And Rabchia, perhaps, you know, he lived in Eretz Yisrael, he was Mekadesh Alpi Re'iya, which meant they only kept one day of Rosh Hashanah. So if you only keep one day of Rosh Hashanah, so you have one day of Rosh Hashanah, one day of Shabbos during that Seri Simei and you have seven additional days of weekday, so that's how you have your seven days keeping past Yisrael. So what comes out from this Magan Avram with his Pshat, that Rabchia was Mekadesh Rosh Hashanah, Alpiriya, which meant through Adim saying uh, Mekudosh, Mekudosh, the best one would say Mekudosh, Mekudosh, Kiddush Achaydesh, none of this two-day business. So it comes out that they would keep only one day of Rosh Hashanah and a, an additional day of Shabbos. So there's two days where you automatically kept Pas Yisrael, and the seven days were extra, the extra days of eating Chulam B'tahara. That is the Shita of the Magan Avram, and this is brought down by many of the Achornim, that a person should be machmir to eat only Pas Yisrael 
on Shabbos based on this concept of that it's included in the Gemara that we ate chulam Tahara on these special days on Yantif and on Shabbos and during the Asar Simei as well. So if you take it on face value, that would mean that a person should be mach, should, should be makbid to only eat Pas Yisrael on Shabbos. And that would be, you know, have, have uh, broad ramifications. So first of all, one child that would come up is, let's say a person lives out of town or in a community where, you know, Pas Yisrael isn't always available. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, there's a heter that if it's too much of a tircha to get Pas Yisrael, the Shulchan Aruch says 18 minutes uh, out of your way, 18 minute travel to get Pas Yisrael. So we could be makel and eat Pas Palter. If you look in the Shach, and many of the Achronim, they say that that applies during that Sarah Simei Tshuva as well. If a person lives, uh, you know, there's no Pasi Sorel available, he could be Makel. So that would apply in Shabbos as well. Let's say someone went away for Shabbos and they don't have Pasi Sorel products, they would be able to eat the non-Pasi Sorel, uh, you know, Pas Palter, obviously kosher, you know, cookies and, and, you know, various things. But there are other times where it comes up. Sometimes you have, you know, pizza bread that could be not pasta straw. Oreos, people, many people, you know, will ask me, are Oreos, you know, parv? Can I serve it for dessert? But there's a question. It's not pasta straw. So you're eating it on Shabbos, you're serving it. Is that a problem? Or a pie crust? Or people use, you know, wraps for their deli wraps. Many things that are being used that are not necessarily pasta straw. So what is there to rely on? So first of all, you can rely on the fact that in many situations you do not have Pasi Sorrel available. So again, if you live in Lakewood or Muncie or Flatbush, you don't have this issue. But out of town, many items are not available you know, as Pasi Sorrel. Additionally, there's a sheet of El Yarabah. And if you look at the Mishaburah, it seems like he's Pasconing clearly like the El Yarabah. So look at the, 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 the Mishaburah. The Mishaburah, when he brings this down, he brings down, there's a concept of eating Pas Yisrael on Shabbos, and he says that this is Lekavit Shabbos. If you look at the Eliyah Rabbah, the Eliyah Rabbah is bothered by, by why is the Magen Avram going out of his way to, to say that Abchia was Mekadish Levana, Mekadish Rosh Hashanah, and only, only had one day Rosh Hashanah to squeeze in that we eat Shabbos, Chulim Betahara, some type of Chumrah. He said we never eat Chulim Betahara on Shabbos. Yantif makes sense. Shabbos has nothing to do with that. So why exactly would we be makbid to eat Pas Yisrael on Shabbos? If you look at the Mishmurah, he sort of answers the question. He says it's Lekavet Shabbos. It's Mishum Kavet Shabbos. It's Lekavet Shabbos to have Pas Yisrael, whatever that means. So some of the Paiskim of Shmuel first holds like this. The CRC policy for our caterers is like this as well. That when it comes to the challah, so the challah itself, that should be Pas Yisrael. So we won't allow a caterer to, to do a Shabbos meal and serve non-Pas Yisrael challah. The truth is there are, you know, pas, there are challahs available, Trader Joe's or other, uh, you know, supermarkets that are kosher, parv, but they're not Pas Yisrael. They're just shaped like a challah. We actually have some companies, that, I've seen some companies that they actually have treif, dairy, challah. They just like the shape of challah and they see people buying it, so they make challah. But just because it's challah doesn't mean it's Pas Yisrael. So we would not allow that, meaning we make a pshara. That we're not going to take the mug of rum that is like a strict aseris to me chuvos type of chumrah. It's rak lekavet shabbos, and this is relying on the Eliyahu Rabbah. The Eliyahu Rabbah argues totally on the mug of rum. He says you don't need this. There's no need to be makbid on pas yisrael on shabbos. So there is a middle ground chita. Uh, if you look at the mishabura, it seems like you would hold like this. And I know some of the contemporary poets can go with this. Our Bezdin felt that this is you know enough that just to be makbid on pas yisrael for one's challahs, but if a person wants to serve, let's say, a pie crust for dessert, obviously it has to be parv, but 
even if it's not past Yisrael, that would be fine to do on Shabbos. Now again, the whole thing is a Chumrah. It's not really Meneker uh, Adin. But I'm saying if one's trying to, to follow you know, the Mishabura's directives, one could argue that you don't need to go beyond your Shabbos Chalas. Okay, so once we discuss this concept of baking challah for Shabbos, so if you look back at this, we brought down several reasons why a person would bake challah for Shabbos. So now you can start thinking of you know the differences amongst the reasons. Let's say we did a lekavet Shabbos, but let's say a person's wife or she herself she knows that it's not going to be a kavet Shabbos. We mentioned from the safer from the uh, from the. Um, and the Sefer Hasidim, that if a person is going to lead to ketata on Shabbos, too much stress, that is not called covered Shabbos. So should a person bake for Shabbos and it's too stressful for them? No, that's not covered Shabbos. But if it's other reasons, halos and pas Yisrael, maybe there is a need. Or the the uh, the Sion discusses, let's say a person, you know, enjoys the challah from the store better than, you know, homemade challah. So that's also the covered Shabbos to go purchase it. So different uh, variations, halacha lemaisa, we're makel on all these things that if a person, you know, it's, it's difficult for them to, to make their own challah or it's too stressful, the challah from the store tastes better, it's more convenient. So yeah, there's definitely what to rely on. There's no chiv, but there's definitely an age-old minog that uh, women made challah. So if a person is able to, it's a beautiful minog, it brings bracha to the home, and uh, there are many halachas in challah, but we'll move on to the, uh, the next sugya, Mirza Shem, next week.